podcast. We're here in we're here in Faustor, not the usual Faustor where we've done live events in the past and a regular haunt of myself, Rory Fallow, and Matthew Keelan. Uh, we're in Faustor Copper in the Beacon of Light, um, while Matthew is supping on a delightful oat milk latte. Great. It's really nice. Lovely. Lovely. Really good. Lovely. Weird time of day to have one, but I thought, well, you know. Well, as Gareth and Stevens, well, as Gareth actually mentioned on Monday's pod, they are very much the new thing. Uh, other new things, just in case anyone wants to keep up, is saying the word redundo, <laughs> singing the Parkinson theme tune, and doing a very specific impression of Father Ted. Matthew, do you want to do, do that? Oh, that'd be very bad if I did that, Ted. There we go. Um, so, yeah, just keeping the loop with all the things, but we're not here to talk about all that. We're here. We're also joined by Lewis Newton. Lewis, how are you? How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Excellent. Regular contributor to Wise Men's Say, um, mainly on the writing side. So nice to have you on the pod. Um, we're here to look back at a fantastic win over Rochdale and, of course, preview the game against Oxford. So plenty to talk about, gentlemen. Um, we'll start. What fantastic performance against Rochdale, lads. I think we played fantastically. Rochdale will come on to how bad Rochdale were, but to start, I just thought we looked really cohesive didn't we Lewis like a lot of partnerships in the team we looked really in sync it was just could you say that's the most we've looked at a team since coming down into League One probably not the most because we've obviously had a few similar games like that where we've come out flying like a whip game the Tramia game kind of thing um, but the first half I've, in the first few minutes I was like oh are we going to kind of hit the ground running here's the same team again kind of thing but then like straight away Gooch and uh, Maguire just absolutely running the show and, and it just went from there and then Absolutely frozen in the second half, wanted to go home, but <laughs> sat, stayed until the end, so yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, there was definitely an element, wasn't it, Matthew, where at half-time you were just like, the ref, this isn't going to change, we're so much better, Rochdale's so terrible, can the referee not just say, right, let's all go home? Uh, I felt really sorry for the goalkeeper, <laughs> he must have been <laughs> absolutely yeah. freezing. He's just stood there trying to keep warm, just like, I feel really sorry for you. <laughs> and just touching on uh, the most cohesive of luck, I think the best performance was the Wigan, the Wigan yeah. game. Um, because they were, for all they were crap, they were they were better than Rochdale. In, in that game, is like what we haven't probably done is we did it for ninety minutes, and I don't think we've like we had a little spell where we kind of fell out of it and they came back in, but then to finish it the way we did the Wickham game. Whereas obviously on Tuesday night, I think they battered them in the first half and came out, and I think they would they already had one eye on the next game, didn't they? Yeah, so I think as um, well, like, I, I think Rochdale, it, it must. The, for all that was so bad, I think it must have been quite difficult to play against. Yeah. It's like playing FIFA on amateur. Like when you're like you, you, you sometimes you can't like it's too easy. It's too easy. Yeah. Like there's no like you're trying to score the perfect goal. Like yeah. you don't want to just oh I put it across and it would put it in. But now nah, I don't want to do that. I want to do something better. I think I think one thing about it though you, you mentioned the Wickham game as well, and one thing that's very similar in both of these is that we're punishing errors now, and that was always a frustration under Jack Ross of not seeing games out. If you look at sort of the that weird goal we scored against. Actually, was it was at Lincoln or was it Wigan where we pressed the goalkeeper really well and it looped up? That, that was Lincoln, sorry. Um, but we did a very similar thing with um, Gooch pressing on the halfway line to, to get his second goal of the night, to get our third. So it's punishing those errors, isn't it? And it goes back to us looking so in sync. Every, every player knows what they need to be doing at every specific bit. I don't think any player sums that up better at the moment than Chris Maguire the way he just knows doesn't he Lewis where every player should be on the pitch doesn't he he looks like he's completely in his own element like every game is about him now and he like and he loves it like 
on the one, the big thing on Tuesday night is he didn't he got his injury he didn't really want you could see he didn't really want to go off but all the team was looking at him like is he alright because he's like our star man at the moment and it's what we've been wanting him to be since he's kind of signed and obviously showed glimpses last season but now he's like doing it on a regular basis so like yeah, yeah. no you're right like the, there was like the players were concerned like we we not at the severity of his injury, but like they were like, oh no, like power was like Chris, Chris go down. I was sat, it was right yeah, in front of me when he went. Yeah. He said, like, Chris, just go down. Like and he was trying to take corners and stuff. And power was fuming with him. He was yeah. like, just sit on the floor. It says everything about the attitude in the squad, doesn't it? Like how hungry they all are and how no one wants to be. Uh, like obviously Parkinson's got his preferred eleven now, which he's he's not really moving away from. But they all want to be involved, don't they, Lewis? That's why I keep like every time the team comes out, like I've been quite vocal in saying, "Oh, why is he not making changes? We've obviously brought new players in. Why are these players not getting fitted in?" But he keeps proving us wrong. To be fair, and, and obviously, as you said, there's so much competition, and he keeps mentioning it. It's something that he keeps ringing about. It's like there's 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 obviously I don't know eleven players behind this starting eleven who are wanting to play, but they can't get in because these yeah. this eleven like players like Dobson who had a stinker at Portsmouth, but then he's come back round in his last two games. He's been Fantastic, brilliant. So I mean, if they keep doing it like that, you can't take them out of the team, you can you? No, and I think. For people saying well what was the point in bringing in like whichever player like whether it be Semenyo or Scowan or whoever in January I would argue I don't know how you feel about this Matthew the starting 11 and it's proven it at the minute is you know it's a top 6 starting 11 but we need a depth behind that so was there any reason maybe for anyone to come in immediately in the team but we need that depth in case of injuries and suspensions didn't we yeah I think you've obviously got the element of the, the people he's brought in haven't really been playing as well so I, I, I get and, and Bailey Wright has came straight in the team it's worth saying. yeah he has and I, and again he, he hasn't really played I, I don't think so but I, I think I get I do get why people are saying look we need to change it up we do, but we keep winning so like I, it's over you, people are saying and people are right saying you can change your winning team but the playing so in sync with each other, and the playing so like they, they could play, they could have played that game with blindfolds on yeah. on Tuesday night, yeah. because like you were saying, like Maguire just knew where everybody was, power just pinging cross, cross field balls across the pit in like gale force winds as well. <laughs> yeah. By the way, I've seen uh, our oh, Chris because I sat next to him on. Ooh. Oh, I sat next no, to him on Tuesday. Really I know, awful. It was that, so man. cold as well. I just wanted to go home. Um, <laughs> I was saying to him like they were they were pinging forty yard passes and, and Luke O'Neill like you saw all his technical ability on on Tuesday night and stuff and but as soon as the ball came down to him Maguire was already ten yards ahead of him to collect it and I mean we scored once from that play I think we could have probably scored number two if if it had come off in the box so it, they've got that kind of sync now and kind of playing differently on different different flanks so Maguire and Gooch have got this kind of partnership whereas um, sorry Maguire and O'Neill got this kind of partnership whereas um, Gooch and Hume have got this high press partnership on yeah. the other side so it's as you said like. You're not going to replicate those partnerships with players coming at the team, no, so no. it's important to keep them there. Yeah. On that, on that uh, right-hand side, you've got Jordan Willis flying down the wing, which is working brilliantly, especially because he's quite for, for a centre half. He's quite good at crossing the ball, flying, flying down the other oh, side as yeah. well. Let's Flandini. let's Flandini. come in. Let's come into the banter flanners <laughs> section because that challenge you made, where he just like stepped out like that Bobby Moore-esque tackle, nut nutmegged an opposition player and did that weird little like turn in the centre circle. <laughs> Don't care if he gives it away. Yeah, but we want him to give it away. Though. That makes it better. That's it's all about the brand, yeah. isn't it? It's, it's like our brand, really, isn't yeah. it? If if if, if the, the preview pods and the reaction pods were a player, Matthew, I think there would be Tom Flanagan. Right. I'm going to do exactly that, and I'll give him five aside after this. Oh yeah, that's why we're in the beating of light. We're playing five aside. We're all all going to do our best Tom Flanagan impressions. Um, but I think a little word as well to mention. You know, we've mentioned standout players in that game, like Maguire, 
uh, good and obviously Tom Flanagan. But Charlie Wyke, a very unselfish performance, I would say. You could argue he's not scoring, but Lewis, I don't know how, I don't know if you would agree that the fact he's playing so unselfishly, it's given the likes of Gooch and Maguire a big chance to flourish, isn't it? It, it definitely is in, in those types of games where the types like your Rochdale, your Tranmere, where they are pressed, we have to press high because they're trying to play football at the back and we're taking the ball off them easily because he is doing a lot of graft, but then it's it's the bigger game issue games where he's like, he's five yards offside against his switch and his yeah. goals is allowed and he's missing a sitter against his switch. We need, yeah. like, you, yeah. look, you look at Ivan Tony who's knocked in 23 goals and they're obviously sat second. We've got a couple of games in hand on them still, but like we need someone who's going to chip in because you can't just keep relying on, on hey, he's a striker at the end of the day. Yeah. And, I do agree. Yeah. I do agree with the missing the sitters, the one against Ipswich. There's no defending that. But you're on about Ivan Tony having 23 goals. Chris Maguire has 10 goals but also has 9 assists yeah. I, th- I think that, I think that includes 1 from the check uh, yeah. the, the, what, what is it Leeson.com yeah. we don't care about that this season but uh, does it maybe mean if you've got as, like say it goes back to if Maguire and Gooch are doing that then you know does yes he can't be missing sitters but it takes the pressure off him a bit doesn't it Matthew and is that why he's playing so well now as well he's you know he's not got massive burden on his shoulders maybe uh, yeah, I think I think so. I think like last season, obviously, I was like obviously quite critical of him, and a lot of that I think for him last season he came in where we paid quite a lot, of, relatively quite a lot of money for him in terms of where, where we're at, um, and he just never really got going. I think a lot of it as well. I don't know if I was say, if you were saying this to me earlier or if it was someone else. It's just he's like, just having a run of games. He's yeah. just playing football, he didn't and like. No, he never did. Like goalkeepers just kept injuring him. He great to see him uh, get his own back on goalkeepers <laughs> oh, yeah, on Tuesday yeah, night. Enraged the goalkeepers union, but that's that's what is kind of forgotten about. Why he signed, and I don't think he was fully fit when he signed, was he? And then he made his debut against uh, Fleetwood. Uh, not Fleetwood, sorry, um, Oxford. Oxford, yeah, funnily enough. Touched, yes. yes, he did. And then obviously got that injury against Burton, so, and then was in and out of the team. So, run of games does, you know, people, I don't think people think of that for strikers as much. Like, they think that with like central midfielders and d- defenders getting like that relationship, but it's important for strikers as well, isn't it, Lewis? 100%. Like, he needs, there's no amount of fitness you can do, but then obviously play 11 aside football and like kind of fit in. So, he needs that run of games, he needs that, that football. If he keeps, ha- he's a type of player as well, he can't have a cameo off the bench because he's not quick enough. He's not going to make an instant impact on the game unless it is like lump ball. Where, but, unless but, you but, maybe hold on to the game and you want someone yeah, to hold the ball. And you stick him in at centre half because like that, that you're not going to like all oh, take him up top and just let him get kicked all over. But like it's, it's kind of what he's doing with Lafferty at the moment <laughs> because he's, got, well, he's obviously aerial, isn't he? Even though he doesn't, he doesn't win it, it's, it's, <laughs> it's really, po- he's really pointless. Take him out, no, but nobody is being quite unselfish. In terms of he's holding, he's trying to hold the ball up, yeah. and he's he's doing a lot of work closing them down, albeit really slow. But like, mm. but he's, contributing. It, but he's, he's contributing on that front. Like, it it can't be easy to play that sort of role as a striker because no. it'll still be eating away at him that he's <laughs> that he scored five. Well, I don't know. He should be smiling. His hair's magnificent. Yeah, I think this must have been mentioned on the pod. That yeah. is the best hair transplant saw, I've ever seen. Is, is, has the technology just gotten better? I don't know. I, well, I don't know. Yeah, so I, I, I actually saw. That's Max s- Bauer. He seems yeah. to know an awful lot about Charlie Wake's hair transplant. <laughs> <laughs> I saw something on Facebook earlier, and uh, it was that guys from Geordie Show who's got a beard transplant. So yeah, the technology must have. Uh, oh, yeah, I think me and you could do yeah. one of them, couldn't we? Yeah, I could do with uh, one of them. Lewis's is alright. Yeah, Lewis has got decent two places, just the tash and then underneath on oh, the chin. I was wondering if you meant like a different different place on your body or something for a second there. Yeah, <laughs> a glory a glorious rug. Um, 
but yeah, very good performance, fantastic, and it gives us a lot of confidence. But we've got to mention the opposition. Is that is that the worst opposition you've ever seen at the Stadium of Life? The Stadium of Life as well. I think, Trumby, given it has to be, yeah, Trammy would. I thought they were worse than Trammy. I thought they were very stupid to like Rochdale because why on earth would you come to the Stadium on the one of the big? I know obviously it's a big pitch, but then you're playing against a team who play a high. Pr- Do they not do any kind of research? It was more for me that right they've played like that in the first half and it's obviously gone terribly. They were just yeah. given all nine and Hume like all this space, yeah. and then they just came out in the second half and just kept doing it. I was like actually a bit like I was a bit annoyed like how like thick they were just thick. I was annoyed because I was bored because they were that yeah. bad. Like they they were terrible. Like I was. The difference between them and Tranmere in that game was we could have scored as many as we wanted. We we kept going for the whole game against Tranmere. Yeah. We sacked that off after half an hour on Tuesday night. They were dreadful. They were, honestly, if I was one of their and well, however many fans were, hundred and ninety-four, I think. I'd have been seething with them with them because they look. They're not expecting to come and win the game, but they just came, went on the pitch and just gave up. They were pathetic. What was funny as well is they bought is it Wilbraham up and he's he's ma- he was massive. I didn't realize how big. Yeah. Didn't he play at the? I think I saw a thing a day that he played at the Stadium of Light in like yeah. like 1997 or something Paul like that. Yeah. Paul Cook was playing that game and Dennis and uh, Derek McInnes. Yeah. yeah. Um, but they brought him on and then still continued to play football like around their back foot by the back yeah, four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They didn't want to play any kind of long ball on, uh, or try and like no. get him involved in the game whatsoever. All he did was basically try and get Max Power wound up for the, yeah, 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 and he stood on him for some weird reason. Yeah. But yeah, no. Nah. It was very, very odd. Very odd performance. But it's given us a lot of confidence going into a massive game at Oxford, which we're going to look towards after the break. Drink oat milk lattes. Welcome back to the Wise Men's Here podcast. We're here in Fausto Cobber in the Beacon of Light. And before we get on to Oxford, if you've been listening to the pod regularly, you know that Oxford being two days ago, or one day away probably, because most of you will be listening to this on Friday, mm-hmm. I imagine. It means it's nearly time, Matthew. It's nearly time for the next Wise Men's Here live, which, and where is it taking place? At Reading. In Reading. And <laughs> Obviously. And I'm sure you're all well aware of why it's taking place in Redden, but just to re-emphasize, because there's I think there's around about ten tickets available. So if you if you're thinking, oh yeah, quite fancy going, you know, act fast wise. Oh, well, the first team squad want to come, you can't because there's not enough tickets yeah, left. Exactly, yeah. Who who with that of the first team squad, which one would you turn away? Ed George Robson. <laughs> Great. Very on brand. Um, but there is still a few tickets available um for at Phantom Bruin Company in Redden. They're putting buses on to the ground um, and we'll take you back after because uh, Oxford's ground is in the middle of nowhere Why so it's put boats on <laughs> well, <laughs> well yeah hopefully <laughs> we're going up and down on the day so oh, well, we're going anyway yeah. so we're, me, me Matthew Gareth and Richard are going down for a nice time but there is still a few tickets available 15 pound it gets you return bus travel uh, to and from the stadium 15 pound and it's not just myself Matthew Gareth and Richard there we're joined by Tom White from Sky Sports News and super Kevin Phillips who I don't know if Kevin Phillips actually going to the game, but you might have an opportunity to travel on the bus with Kevin Phillips. It'll feel like you're in like the 1998 playoff final or something, won't it? Oh, that'd be great. I'm really looking forward to it. Like the whole day, it's going to be great, isn't it? Great. Like they lost three one. And you know, I've I've heard that you've got a, a new outfit planned oh, as well. Yeah, bought fur course. <laughs> no, Re- not real fur. No, not real fur. For all the yeah, well, Peter onto us. Oh no, no, who's he? Hey. <laughs> no, um, yeah, bought fur course. So I'll be wearing that. 
Um, not for the match because I'll get filled in. But yeah. oh well, so you're not wearing that for the match. Is it like well, how many fur coats aren't out there, Lewis? It's a very reserved <laughs> fur coat. Okay. But, but more, more importantly, away from the fur coat, if you're not wearing that, Matthew, for the match, what are you going to be wearing on, on match day? I'm, I need well, I bought some lovely gear. Oh, where have you bought that from? From from the terraces. Very interesting because. I need to pack, and I'm look, I'm going to pack tonight for our little trip, and I'm thinking, oh, maybe we could do with some new garments, but are they, are they reasonably priced, uh, stuff from, from the terraces? Of course they are, but if you enter the code, which I've forgotten, and you might know... <laughs> oh, I believe it is... Is it, is it WMS 10 by any chance? I think it is, and <laughs> that gets you 10% off. Only enough it's 10% with having the number 10 in it. That's enough. They're all reasonably priced enough anyway. You don't even need the 10 minutes now. Could not agree with you more. And great clobber as well. And do you, you know what? We're not just saying this that we really like From the Terraces. Because Chris from From the Terraces is playing five aside with us tonight. So that's how you know we mean it. So get yourself over to From the Terraces to get your gear for the match and get your tickets for Frantham Brewing Company I'm in Redden. I'm going to ask if he's going to make fur coats. Yeah, you should. Because Casual fur coat. And then he will do a two-footed knee-high challenge on me. Yeah. Uh, maybe that would be a bit out of order though I would say but on to Oxford after you've you know bought your tickets for Phantom Brewing Company and got your gear from From the Terraces we have a big game against Oxford a team that we're yet to beat lads since we came down in uh, League One we've played them four times already obviously we've played them in the League Cup Um, 1-1 draws all round obviously defeat on penalties in the League Cup initial feelings going in this game Lewis? I think uh, uh, weather permitting obviously Hopefully he doesn't get called off. I want just to play them now because we're in a good run of form. They've slipped up a couple of times, but they're also missing a lot of key players. Well, on on their on their form, their last six, their last six, they've they've won one, they've drawn three, and they've lost two. They've massively dropped off, Matthew. Like since their um, since the start of the season, when they were looking like promotion contenders, weren't they? Yeah. Well, they, to be fair, the opening day of the season, they were the better side against us. Really, probably unfortunate not to win the game. I've seen them. I've seen them a few times. Um, I've seen them against Newcastle, and oh, obviously Newcastle didn't beat yeah, them. Yeah. But then again, Newcastle didn't beat Rochdale, so, yeah. so <laughs> we all know how that one went on Tuesday night. Um, look, like, they've got. A, a, is it Liam Kelly they've brought in from Feyenoord? Um, is, is him that's out? Oh well, we've got nothing to worry about then because he was no because he was. I watched. He came on against Newcastle in the replay, and he was excellent. He really changed the game. Yeah. It's a bit like Andy Reid. That they've got that guy in the middle who I think he got man of the match against Newcastle. Um, I can't remember his name but he's very good anyway he's got he's like well one one blow that they have had is January transfer window lost two players to Brentford uh, Fosu who'd scored 10 goals for them this season I think he was their I think he still is their third top scorer and Baptiste as well the midfielder that's that's a big blow if you're if you're a club like Oxford who with no with a little bit of disrespect you know, relatively small club. Well, not relatively small, but you know, over the oh, three sides. So. Yeah, and they've been they've been bouncing, you know, between these divisions. So if you've not been in the second tier even for a while now, so that's a big blow losing to your best players like that, especially when you're making a push for promotion, isn't it? It's going to derail, isn't it? It's yeah. going to really derail. Like, even if you get to to replace, they lost them later on in the window as well. So I, th- I think, yeah, I think it's it's going to be it's it's it'd be where well, you just. You, you, you you put it in the comparison it'd be like losing power and Willis yeah. on the day before the window closes it's yeah. going to derail you isn't it it's going to you know it's a good job we didn't give them Will Grigg isn't it <laughs> um, 
Will who? <laughs> well, <laughs> quite, yeah. But you know, there was a rumor of him being linked there. Would have been sods law from a go there and score a hatful, wouldn't it? He's just one. Of, he just, I just don't get it because he, he just can't get in the squad at, at all. And Parkinson, I wrote about the other week, and Parkinson just keeps banging him up, saying he's uh, he's in his thoughts. But what thoughts are they? The thoughts well, of the players he's going to leave out, or it, it is it is bizarre, isn't it? Like to an extent, yeah. Just because, but then again. Who's who, who are you going to take out? Yeah, like who's well, you like McLaughlin, I guess. <laughs> Again. I guess if you're looking at forward players, you're probably saying what more. Oh, I quite like you know we've not seen much of Semenyo, but I liked what he showed on on Tuesday, and you know he's he's came in on loan, so you presume he's come in to to contribute. You know what I mean? There's no point not having a loan player in the squad. He's a different type of player to what we've got. I think he kind of like if you saw from and obviously Rochdale with three and up, he's come on to express himself, he wants to show the fans what he can do, but he was coming deep to pick the ball up he isn't I don't know what you'd be like in a different game scenario because he didn't seem to want to push push their defenders and he, but he seems to be really quick and he seems to be very strong as well very confident in his strength because as soon as anyone came near him he was just flat out like pushing them off which is great to see because we haven't really apart from Gooch kind of thing we haven't really got a player like that um, so I think he could definitely add something but yeah with Griggs. I think it was the Tramia game the last game I saw him make a real contribution where we pretty much scored five goals off him um, and then he got himself like he got himself one but he just the fact he can't get in the squad and you've got Watmore who's not really getting a run out he, he wasn't getting in ahead of McNulty who wasn't really getting a run out so I mean he's either not really shown that he can fit into Parkinson's plans in training or Parkinson just doesn't really think he's he, he's going to contribute anything off the bench so why, why put him in the, put him in the squad well, yeah. yeah exactly and it's you know it's not like we're missing him it's just a bit of a, a strange thing that, that he's still here you would, you would think you would think he would be getting some football wouldn't you for the under 23s even like yeah, I mean, and let's face it they could do with him I mean yeah Dear me, no, but like, is, is it's just it, strange. Is, though, is like, there any rules against that? Like, is it, is it just injured players who can play what? for them? Because no, what? no you, yeah. you, I think you're allowed three over, yeah. over. Yeah. Yeah. We just see for like a whole season, didn't he? For I remember he came to us, he came on with with Stokes under twenty threes last yeah. season. Yeah. yeah, he did, and he's what in his sixties yeah. now, isn't he? So <laughs> he's got the teeth of a hundred year old. Yeah. Yeah. God, yeah, those <laughs> those teeth. Yeah, oh no, someone signed them. No, he plays in the championships. Somewhere. He plays for Reading now. Yes, oh, he does play for Reading. Yes, oh, correct. Oh yeah, <laughs> Charlie White. If you if you, if, you, if your game gets called off, because the weather's you know supposed to be bad, get yourself down to Phantom Brew Company. Forks beer as well. I forgot to mention that before. Collaboration. Um, but on the team as well, we talked about you know a few times about how you know Pattinson doesn't really change his team or anything like that. I'm not foreseeing any changes. There's no fresh injury news. But, you know. It, he said Maguire, pretty much what they said on the night, dead dead legs should be fine. Joel Lynch as well is the only sort of outstanding injury at the moment. So, and you know, we're not going to break up that little nice centre-half trio we've got going on at the minute. So I wouldn't change the team and I don't think Parkinson will either, will he? I, no, I don't think he will. But I mean, in my opinion, the only player I, I would kind of look to change is probably Hume and people will obviously argue against this, but he keeps bringing him off and putting Gucci at left wing back I and I find argue, it really strange. I wouldn't argue against it. Particularly, to be honest, I think he needs a bit of uh, his performances have dropped off. His level of like kind of pushing and stuff, but it's his con- it's, he's not really bringing anything to the team at the moment. He hasn't really. Well, he's very much an outlet, it, yeah. but it's he, he was he was frustrating on Tuesday because he was very wasteful. But it wasn't just him or Nine had a good game and also was very wasteful. I think we well we talked about that as soon as we came out of the ground. We bumped into each other, didn't we, Matthew? And we we said yeah, we said we said that Hume 
to his credit, he gets into great positions. And going back to what we said at the start of the pod about partnerships, him and Gucci are an excellent little partnership. But his crossing wasn't up to his usual standard. Declan John, though, hasn't even been on the bench, has he? So I'd be very surprised, given Parkinson's pension for you know keeping and drilling his winning teams, to bring in someone who's not even been in the in the matchday squad yet. But I, I take your point, Lewis. Well, I mean, he's spoken about obviously he's getting asked about John because you brought him in from Swansea. He's a Welsh international, like and he hasn't written, like he played for Wales not so long ago as well. So he's clearly like a player of like a good standard. But yeah, um, I don't know. I'd, I'd like to see him come in and see what he's got because I think Hume's kind of leveraging for a bit of a break anyway it might do him the world of good getting him a bit of a knock on the head to say like look like to take a break and then come back in and show yeah. us what you got kind of thing because the Wickham game he was outstanding so yeah, he, it's yeah. weird isn't it when you talk about Declan John when you said when you say John makes you sound like you know him sounds like a yeah, jer- yeah, yeah. sound like a journal <laughs> your best journal shirt huh? <laughs> it is a strong journal shirt that Lewis oh, we'll, have to, we'll have to tweet a picture of that later um, but yeah I don't, I, I don't I don't see that coming like I don't think I don't know. I know it's what I just said, but I don't think Parkinson looks at players in. He might need a bit of a rest. I think unless if they can walk, if they can walk, they're gonna be they're, <laughs> they're gonna be in the squad. And I guess aside from that, the only other one you're potentially looking at, and again, it's not one I would do. As I say, I think he had that really good unselfish performance against Rochdale. It's maybe Lafferty coming in for Wyke, but. I don't think so. No, I don't think he trusts Lafferty to, to play the same intensity as Wyke, and no, which is why he's not, not started him yet. I don't. I think it would be unfair as well on Lafferty to kind of come straight in who hasn't really. I mean, he was away in the Norwegian leagues. I don't know how much he played, but you can see he's, you can see by when he's coming on the pitch, he's not at the same kind of like running levels as what Wyke is. So it's his quality, it's his, it's his quality isn't it? That's yeah. that's that's a cut above. So I think he's a great player. Come on, Lafferty, to be honest, and I'd, I'd keep it like that. Yep. Yeah. Totally agree. So we all agree on our starting on the starting eleven remaining the same. Do we all agree on the result? I'm not going to lie, lads. Given the form we're in, like what you said, Lewis. Given the form Oxford are in, the confidence we're playing at the minutes. I think I think a comfortable win and another clean sheet. I'm going to say two 0 to the lads. I'm going to say four 0 to the lads. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, that'd be very good, Jedu. I think conditions will play a part. I think I think it'll be a high-scoring game, four-two to Sunderland. Disagreeing with the clean sheet. Well, your both of your predictions are more entertaining than mine, so I'd be I'd be very happy with them. Say, I, I just said two-nil. Ah, boring. Uh. Yeah, no boring. And yeah. I, I predicted the seven-one up here that time, so I'm gonna. You know when we uh, was it seven nil? We beat it seven nil. So you didn't predict it very well. No, I, I mean it was. I mean I was like four at the time, but my dad asked us what the scores. Doesn't my dad... mean it was right, does it? <laughs> it was right. <laughs> seven one wasn't right. No, seven nil was right. That's what I'm saying. I predicted the right score. Well, I, I mean I hope it is seven nil. I don't think it'll be seven nil, but I do like the idea of us winning four nil, so we can say that we've we've scored more goals than Gareth. than they have stands. I know Gareth's just appeared to play a five side and a lovely fetching Hummel number. Oh, he's gone. He's gone full. Hummel. Hummel kid, actually, come on, Gareth. We've, we've just we've just laid down our our score predictions for Saturday. Do you want to make a little late contribution? One one. Oh, oh so yeah. right. Can, 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 right. I need I need something positive to end on, lads. Um, Lewis, say something stupid. I just have literally five seconds ago. So um, about my prediction that was wrong ultimately. No, that wasn't positive. That either. wasn't positive. Come on, Matthew. 
Shit. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Nothing. Rude word. Um, thanks for listening, and hopefully get yourself to Phantom Brewing Company. Uh, meet Kevin Phillips, meet Tom White, and more importantly, meet us. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Redundo.